If you want to be super successful, have a big impact, be able to handle bigger projects and bigger responsibilities, you have to be able to muster the courage to disagree even with people who have more years of experience than you or who have a bigger title than you. One of the ways that you break down and dismantle imposter syndrome is by taking the actions that the imposter syndrome doesn't want you to take. And one of those actions is assertiveness. Welcome to the Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Jess. I am the host and creator of this show, and I am also a career coach. I support my clients, and I support you as part of the community of women who listens to this podcast in building confidence, finding your voice, and becoming a very powerful leader. I started this show because I am on a mission to help women advance into leadership more quickly and really thrive as leaders in the corporate space. Space because I had a corporate career and I struggled a lot with self-confidence. And even though I got to a point in my corporate career where I was like super successful and actually felt quite confident about myself and my capabilities, I felt like resources that were out there for ambitious professional women in the corporate space who wanted to advance, who wanted to become leaders, who wanted to have a strong voice in the room, I felt like the resources that were out there for those types of women were very disappointing. Like I couldn't find any books or podcasts or resources that really inspired me and got me feeling fired up. Everything was either really dry and boring or really condescending or felt like oversimplified. None of it was resonating with me at a deep soul level. And I started this podcast to fill a void that I was really experiencing I because I figured, okay, if it doesn't exist out there and I'm complaining that it's not out there, it's time for me to do something about it. I have a perspective. I have things I want to say. I have things that I want other professional women to know. And so why don't I just go ahead and fix this huge problem that I see? And that was a huge catalyst that led to the creation of this show. So welcome, that's a little bit of my story. I am really excited about today's episode because it's on a topic that I struggled with so much personally in my corporate career. I think this is a very, very challenging topic. And this is continuing on the thread of conversation that I started on last week's episode on the topic of assertiveness. And today's episode is about a particular type of assertiveness because that word can mean so many different things. And today's episode is about the type of assertiveness that requires you to disagree and to voice disagreement, to voice an opinion that is different from maybe your boss or maybe someone who has more experience than you or who's a leader at your company. That can be really intimidating. It can be really difficult. I know it can feel so tempting to 
just agree with someone because they're in a position of authority and power, even when you think they're wrong and even when you have a different perspective or opinion. And today's episode is all about that specific situation and helping you navigate that situation because it's actually incredibly important that you learn to do that. If you want to be super successful, have a big impact, be able to handle bigger projects and bigger responsibilities, you have to be able to muster the courage to disagree even with people who have more years of experience than you or who have a bigger title than you. And that's what today's episode is about. I wanted to start before I go into any of the teachings or the how-tos by just normalizing the fact that disagreeing can feel terrifying, it can feel hard, and if it, if it feels very sticky for you and very, very difficult, you are definitely not alone. And I also wanna reassure you that it's a muscle that you can build. Just because something feels very, very hard to do right now doesn't mean that you can't slowly, baby step by baby step, venture out of your comfort zone, try it out. Maybe you fumble a little, maybe you fall on your face one or two times, but if you stick with it, you can learn to do this. One of the first pieces of critical feedback that I got when I was in my nine to five career was that I wasn't assertive enough. And because of that, people didn't really see me as any sort of leader or authority or expert in the room. And this was so hard for me because I was masking all of my insecurities and all of my imposter syndrome and fears about my own competence. I was masking them by putting on a mask of agreeability and likability. I didn't realize this at the time. I just thought that I was being like a good citizen, a good Samaritan. I thought that I was just like showing up and doing quote unquote good by never disagreeing, by always agreeing with everyone. But what was really happening, and you might relate to this too, what was really happening with me at a deeper level is that I felt so uncomfortable in my own skin and with myself that I was having a thought process, largely unconscious. I didn't even know I was having this thought process, but I was. And I was thinking, I'm not very good at my job, but I need to make sure that these people don't find that out. And I need to make sure that they like me because the more they like me, the less likely they're gonna find out that I'm not so good at this stuff and kick me out of here. So I'm gonna be really nice to them and I'm gonna agree with everything they say so that they like me so that I can protect myself. And I wanna normalize that this is a really, really human thing to do. And I also want to help you see that imposter syndrome is intimately related to assertiveness. When you experience a lot of imposter syndrome, it makes assertiveness feel really, really scary because you might fall into the pattern I fell into, which is that you wanna hide behind likability so that everyone likes you and you don't wanna rock the boat because then people might start to notice you and what if you share something wrong? It's like you're taking this risk. And if you have imposter syndrome and you're like, well, I'm not very good at my job and people are gonna like find me out and then get rid of me, you don't wanna rock the boat. That's the last thing that you want to do. And so it's so important to realize that these two things are connected to one another and also to realize that one of the ways that you break down and dismantle imposter syndrome is by taking the actions that the imposter syndrome doesn't want you to take. And one of those actions is assertiveness. 
I can guarantee you, feel very strongly about this, that if you regularly exercise your assertiveness muscle and you do it even when it's uncomfortable and even when that scared imposter syndrome voice in your head is like, don't disagree, just hide so they don't notice you. When you take action anyway and you do it repeatedly and consistently, the imposter syndrome will shrink and your confidence in yourself will grow. So it is so important to realize that if you are in this pattern of the imposter syndromes keeping you quiet and keeping you from being assertive, you got to break the pattern somewhere. So you either got to shift the mindset behind the imposter syndrome or shift the actions that are reinforcing the imposter syndrome. And by shifting the actions and being assertive, even when the imposter syndrome says, no, don't do it. What happens is you assert yourself, you disagree, you use your voice, and then you start to see what BS the imposter syndrome was because it was telling you to keep quiet because that would be a disaster. But then you start speaking up and asserting yourself and taking up space and you see that people want to hear from you and that your contributions are really helpful. And then you start to get onto that voice in your head and you're like, oh, Maybe it's BS, like maybe I actually am good at what I do. Maybe I do have something to say. Maybe I do have something to share here. So I share this with you, one, to normalize that this stuff is hard, and two, to incentivize you to make you want to do hard things because those hard things help grow your confidence and help you see that you really do have what it takes to succeed and have an incredible impact in your role. Now, what I'm going to be walking you through today is one of the things that was most helpful for me in learning to disagree and become more assertive, which is how I viewed and thought about myself in the room. The more that you view yourself and think about yourself as a leader, the more compelled you feel to disagree and be assertive and share what's true for you because you see yourself as having a responsibility to share that perspective and information with people around you so that your work and your project can get to the best possible outcome. As soon as I started to realize that and adopt that mindset, assertiveness started to get easier for me, smoother for me, and it didn't feel so bad And it helped me command respect from the people around me. So when I speak about assertiveness, a huge part of it is the mindset piece, your confidence and how you feel about yourself inside of your heart and soul and being is going to impact your relationship with assertiveness. And as you feel stronger internally and more confident in your capabilities, your leadership, your perspective, it becomes much easier to fall into a more natural assertive voice. This is why assertiveness, when I teach it inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, the Art of Speaking Up Academy, it's a six-month program And two out of those six months, so a third of the program content curriculum and session time is spent on the topic of assertiveness because it's such an important skill to cultivate. And almost half of that time 
is not me in the academy teaching people the tools and frameworks for how to handle disagreement and how to powerfully assert yourself in a difficult room or a difficult conversation, but a huge part of how I teach assertiveness inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy is the mindset piece. Because assertiveness flows when you see yourself as a leader and when you feel more confident. So what I'm hoping to do today in this episode and what is core to my philosophy around assertiveness is not just to tell you this is how you disagree and this is how you navigate the conversation, but is to help you see yourself as a leader so that the assertiveness can naturally flow out of you. So we're going to use an analogy today. And I know I hear from you all the time that you love the analogies, which makes me so happy because my brain literally just works in analogies. The easiest way for me to understand something is through an analogy. And I have the perfect analogy for today's episode. So remember, we're focused on a very specific kind of assertiveness, which is when you disagree with someone. And I specifically like to focus on when you disagree with someone like your boss or someone who has more power or authority than you, because that is the hardest time to disagree. It's easier to disagree with a peer or someone who reports to you. It's much harder to disagree upwards. And it's a very important skill to develop as you flourish into a leader. But I want to remind you and encourage you to listen to the episode before this one where I laid out the assertiveness scale and the different levels of assertiveness, because what I'm touching on in today's episode, disagreeing, is only one one part of the puzzle, but it's a very important part, and so we're diving deep into it. So here's the analogy. I want you to think about and imagine that you are going to have surgery, okay? Let's pick, gosh, this analogy is gonna get scary. I try, like, I want the analogies to be pleasant, but (laughs) sorry in advance. This is going to be a scary analogy. Let's say you're going to have heart surgery. So I want you to imagine you are having pre-meetings with the surgeon to learn about this surgery. Oh, my God, this is getting so real so fast. I didn't quite intend for it to be this way, but we're going to go with it because it's going to help. It's going to help you learn this. So you're having a session with the surgeon and you say, hey, surgeon, I have a full-time job and I'm expected to be there every day. And so I'm hoping that my recovery time from this surgery isn't too long. I need to be back in my job in no more than a month. I can't take more than 30 days away from my job. Now, I want you to imagine that the surgeon says to you, I understand, I hear you, But you're going to have to take a full 90 days. You're going to have to take three months before you can go back to your job. Now, when the surgeon disagrees with you, you're probably not going to say, but like, can you just make it happen in a 30 day recovery time? Because you're freaking having surgery and you trust that this surgeon knows what's best for you. So while you might want to be back and ready in 30 days, if the surgeon says, no, 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 this is going to take 90 days, you're probably not going to push back a ton and you're probably not going to be like, oh, I can't believe the surgeon is not agreeing with me. I can't believe they're voicing a different perspective. Now, why is that? The why behind this is so important. Why are you willing to accept that disagreement? There's two reasons. One 
is because the surgeon is an expert and an authority on the topic that's being discussed, and two, because the surgeon's recommendation actually has your best interests in mind. The surgeon is solving for what will allow you to experience a full recovery. So while you might disagree with the surgeon, because they care about your health and because they know way more about this than you, you will probably accept their suggestion, figure out a way to make it work, figure out a way to get the time off and go ahead and move forward with what they're telling you to do. Now, the reason that I share this example is because it's an example of disagreement. The surgeon is disagreeing. They're saying, nope, we're not doing 30 days. We're doing 90 days. It's an example of disagreement. However, as the recipient of the disagreement, you are willing to go along with it. And when you disagree with others in a professional setting, that is the same outcome you are trying to achieve. You are trying to disagree in a way that creates a buy-in and in a way that garners respect and has people seeing you as a leader and as an authority. Here's what I want you to think about. When it comes to the work that you do, the projects that you do, the pieces that you are responsible for in your day-to-day job, you are the surgeon. You are the surgeon of your job. Now, you might not be cutting people open, although actually some of you are doctors, so there might be a few of you listening who are actually cutting people open, but I know for the majority of you, you might not be cutting people open, but just like a surgeon knows the ins and the outs of the human body and the tools and the details and the process and all, they have so much knowledge in their minds that helps them do that, you are the same with your work. You know the details and the process and the pitfalls and the tools and the timelines. You have a ton of knowledge, except instead of holding a scapula, a scalpel, and I don't know what's another surgeon tool, instead of holding some metal surgeon tools, maybe you've got your Outlook calendar and your project plan and your PowerPoint document, right? But you, I want you to think of yourself like a surgeon with your tools and your knowledge and your process except instead of operating on a human, you're just operating on your work projects and your assignments, okay? So this means that if someone comes to you, the surgeon, for example, let's say your boss or you're in a meeting and someone comes to you, the surgeon, and says, hey, I think we should get this project done in 30 days. And you, the surgeon, are like, no, 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 That's not enough recovery time. The patient is going to like bleed out and have a very unhappy ending if we try to rush this. Just like the surgeon would think that, you have that same knowledge about your work. So when someone shares a suggestion and you disagree because you know there's a better way to do it or you know they're not seeing an obstacle or you know there's a better path to the same outcome or maybe even to a better outcome. What you are doing is you're stepping up as the surgeon and helping them see the perspective that only you have because you are the only person who is as close to the details of your projects as you are. So you are the only person that has the knowledge at a deep enough level to make certain judgment calls about your work. 
But the problem is, one of the reasons why you might not be disagreeing freely is because you're not viewing yourself as a surgeon. You're viewing the people around you who have more experience than you as the surgeon, the expert, the people with all the tools and the knowledge, but they don't have as deep tools and knowledge about your work. You are the surgeon. You know the timeline. You know what's best for the patient. They don't know. They can't know that unless they're as close to the day-to-day details of your work as you are. And if you were a surgeon and a patient came to you and said, I want to be out of recovery in 30 days, you would not be like, okay, that's a great idea. You'd be like, hell no, that's not going to work. And here's why. Because you have their best interests at heart. So when someone comes to you and says something that's not going to work or tells you to do a project in a way that's not going to work, you are holding their best interests in mind when you disagree. You are being the surgeon that is not going to allow the patient to have a recovery time that is way too short. And what's so important in all of this is it's not just that you're fighting for the better outcome, but it's that you're fighting for the better outcome from a perspective of knowledge and expertise that others don't have. So they need you to fight for the better outcome because they can't fight for it because they don't know all of the information that you know. So this is so important when you are working on something, it's something you know about, it's something you're familiar with, and people are sharing opinions or encouraging you to go in a direction that you know doesn't work. You don't want to be the surgeon that's like, okay, we can do it in 30 days because that's not good for anyone. It's not good for you. It's not good for them. It's not good for the project. You want to be the surgeon who's like, look, I'm an expert in this. I have a bunch of knowledge. I know all of these things that you don't know. And let me tell you why it's better to allow a full 90 days for this part of the execution. So what I want to share with you today is this idea that disagreeing is in service of your projects and your outcomes almost all of the time. You are usually not doing your boss, yourself, your projects a service or a favor by just agreeing with everything that's suggested. Assertiveness is for the mission of the work, for the success of the work, it helps get the outcome. Now, the other piece to this is you trusting yourself and you seeing yourself as the surgeon because all of this falls apart if someone says we should do it in 30 days and you have a thought and you're like 90 days is better. But it all falls apart if then in your head you go, oh, my God, I don't know. Maybe they're right. They've been here longer. Maybe it's 30 days. Maybe 90 is too long because I go too slow and I don't know. So if I say 90, but what if it really was 30? But I'm thinking it's 90 and now I'm not sure. If you indulge all of that spinning, you can't show up as the professional surgeon who's like, listen, here's why this needs to be 90 days. So part of this means trusting yourself enough to see yourself as an authority and trust that your perspective is high quality and useful, that's the first step. And then the second step is to voice the disagreement. So what I want you to take away from this episode is that one of the most important ingredients in disagreeing in a way that is effective and positions you as a leader is having the mindset of someone who's an expert 
who sees themselves as a leader, who sees themselves as the head surgeon, and recognizing that because you hold that knowledge and expertise, it is actually your responsibility and in the best interest of the project for you to voice disagreement. What this really distills down to is that by disagreeing, you are not doing something bad, you are doing something good. I really want you to let that sink in as deeply as you can. When you're disagreeing, you are not doing something bad, you are doing something good. I would argue that when you don't ever disagree, you are doing something bad. That is not good for the work and that is not great leadership. So voicing your actual opinion and leading to a better quality of execution for what you do, that is something good. And that is what I want to encourage you to do. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you want to go deeper into your journey of finding an assertive voice, which I recommend you do because when you get stronger at doing this, you can have such a big impact on the work that you do and you really help people see that you're a leader. If that is something that is super important to you, Get on the waitlist so that you are first to find out when I open up doors to the Art of Speaking Up Academy. Like I mentioned, we spend two out of the six months working on assertiveness, not just the tactics. I teach you the frameworks. I help you understand how to navigate a tricky conversation when people are disagreeing. But it's not just that. We get into the mindset and help you sort through some of the fears and the ick and the imposter syndrome that might have you putting on that mask of likability and agreeability because ultimately you'll have to learn to take off that mask so that you can have a strong voice of a leader and so people can see you as a leader. That is a huge focus and something that gets me so fired up about the Art of Speaking Up Academy because I love supporting women in taking up space and have the courage to disagree in a way that actually positions them as a leader, not in a way that repels people around you, but in a way that has people like nodding their heads and respecting you and deferring to you. That is what I want you to build. That is what will propel you into executive roles. And that is what we work on inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. I will drop the link to add yourself to the waitlist for the Academy below. The next cohort is going to be opening in the spring. So make sure that you're ready for it. I hope that you have a beautiful, beautiful day. And I will catch you in next week's episode. Bye.